You are listening to the End of the Day podcast with Carrie Watterson. This is episode 39. Welcome to the End of the Day Podcast, a show for people who want to better understand their brains so they can get out of their own way and start showing up the way they want in life. I'm your host, Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. Each week, I'll share tools and concepts to help you think differently so you can start to live differently. If you feel trapped by your own thoughts, and if you're tired of recreating your past, if you're wondering if what you want is even possible, This podcast is for you. Welcome to the Weekly Three. The Weekly Three is a format where I take three different concepts that are on my mind and heart that I'd like to share with you that I think could provide value to you, but in a condensed and abbreviated format so you can get what you need and move on with your day. This week's topics are life assessment journal prompts. What is the cost of staying the same? perfectionism. And number three, your I am statements are affecting your outlook on life. Which ones are you telling yourself? Let's get started. One, if you've been struggling to take steps you know will improve your quality of life, try shifting your focus from the benefits of taking action to the costs of not taking action. We forget when we postpone decisions we're still making a choice. When we don't address and manage our doubts, fears, and insecurities, we're making a choice. When we keep focusing our attention and effort on why something won't work, why we can't achieve what we want, on all the perceived obstacles, we're making a choice. When we let minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years go by, wishing for something different or for a different experience in life, but not committing to doing what it takes to make it a reality, we're making a choice. Stagnation feels painful, but it's a choice. It's not happening to us. We are choosing it. I think the most painful part of stagnation is the feeling of overwhelming powerlessness stemming from an underlying belief that what we want isn't possible for us. If this resonates with you, I see you, I feel you, I was you, and sometimes I still am you. For me though, the turning point came when the thought of staying the same was intolerable. Said differently, I began to fight for my own transformation when I decided I couldn't bear the thought of living the rest of my life wondering how different it might be if I had just been brave enough to keep looking for ways to help myself. That truly is the first step, deciding to not give up on yourself. Let's be honest. Our brains will still offer all the thoughts. They will still want to second guess. They will trigger all sorts of emotions and sensations in our bodies that will make the fears, worries, anxieties, hopelessness all feel true. In other words, our brains will be doing exactly what human brains are designed to do. But when we know this, when we know this about our brains, we can leverage this awareness 
to gain authority over our thoughts rather than just blindly believing them or letting them influence how we ultimately live our lives just because we didn't know we could do something different. If this resonates with you, know that you are not alone. This is what I work with my clients on. We are all struggling with some version of the same stories that we tell ourselves. But if this is you, the first step again is deciding that you're not going to give up on yourself. And from that place, ask yourself, what is standing in between me and what I actually want to be doing right now? One way that can help you start to maybe get some clarity around what that might be is doing some journal prompts. I call these life assessment journal prompts. Here's three for you. Number one, what is not taking action costing you? Number two, what is arguing for your limitations? That is why something won't work, why you can't do it, why you've never done it in the past, why this won't succeed, why it's not meant for you. What is all that costing you? Number three, what is staying the same costing you? Take some time to journal about this this weekend or even just to reflect, maybe while you're exercising, while you're walking, while you're doing the dishes or cooking. Take some time to really think about those questions. What is the cost of staying exactly where you are right now? Now, parts of where you are, you may absolutely love, but there may be parts of your life that you have been wishing for years. You had the courage or the determination or the decisiveness to take action on that you just haven't up to this point. And maybe this is the time, 2022 might be the year, you decide, I'm done with that. I'm ready to take action. Two, perfectionists are not people who do everything perfectly. Perfectionists are people who think that they should do things perfectly. Carl Lowenthal. For perfectionists, the word should creates so much suffering. Some questions to consider. Number one, what does perfect look like to you in a given scenario? Getting very specific helps your brain know where the goalposts are. Number two, does perfection allow for mistakes, growth, and resilience? Or does it perpetuate a fear of making mistakes? Number three, What do you think will happen if you don't do something perfectly? And I say that in quotes and in parentheses, meaning as defined by you. Can you see that it almost always boils down to you having a thought about yourself? Number four, is your answer to number three above true? Is your answer to number three above survivable? And if you forgot the question, number three, it is, what do you think will happen if you don't do something perfectly as defined by you? Number five, if you attribute your success up to this point to perfectionistic tendencies, consider if that's how you want to fuel your future success. Can you imagine a healthier, kinder, more sustainable way to live your life? What might that look like? What would you need to start doing? What would you need to stop doing? 
What beliefs would you need to let go? And what would you need to start believing about yourself? We can get where we want to go in more than one way. With perfectionism, there's an underlying fear, though, of being, quotes, found out. What if your growth this year was to embrace your humanness? That is, that you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. You're going to let people down occasionally. You're going to get it wrong sometimes. You're not going to be the best human sometimes. And how would just knowing that, embracing that, and accepting that, and expecting that from yourself, how would that create safety, self-trust, and peace for you? How would that allow you to move forward without this underlying fear of imposter syndrome or worried about being found out? What thoughts would you need to work through and process to allow yourself to do this? Number three, your I am statements are affecting your outlook on life. Which ones are you telling yourself? I am stuck or I'm intrigued and committed to helping myself. I'm a failure or I'm resilient. I'm a perfectionist or I am worthy of compassion. I am struggling or I am learning every day. I am behind or I am on my way. I'm all over the place or I'm steady, capable, and focused. I'm inconsistent or I'm learning to trust myself. I am broken or I am courageous and open to self-discovery. We can't always control the thoughts that pop up in our consciousness, but we can control, number one, choosing to practice being more aware of our thoughts, and number two, what we do with our thoughts once we notice them. I am statements can be incredibly empowering and useful, or they can cut like a knife and leave us feeling deflated and hopeless. So many of us have had defeatist I am thoughts running in the background of our minds for so long, they've become a part of our identity. Who are we? We're broken. We're struggling. We're stuck. We're inconsistent. We're all over the place. We're failures. But are we really? Or are we just engaging in habit-based behavior? What we think on repeat naturally becomes what we believe. This is how our brains are wired. Our brains crave certainty and efficiency. Our brains would rather repeat something familiar, even if it's painful, because it takes less energy than bringing awareness to a thought, noticing the thought, and noticing the feeling the thought creates in our body, determining whether the thought is harming or serving us, considering what we'd like to think instead, intentionally practicing the new, more useful thought often, and redirecting our brains to the new, more useful thought when our brains want to default to the old, defeatist thinking. You can see how if our brain is wired for survival, it's going to choose the easiest thing, the thing that we can do automatically. And of course, what we practice is what becomes our automatic behavior. When we know this about our brains, we can use it to our advantage. The first step is to bring awareness to the I am statements we've held on to for so long. The next step is to decide whether they belong in our future. When we decide, we're not just deciding on a thought. We're choosing to help ourselves out of our current state of suffering. 
if we want to work toward a new identity, having new I am statements on hand that align with our new identity helps break the old thought patterns and guide our brain in the direction we want to go. We're choosing to give ourselves a chance at something new instead of just recreating more of the past. So here's an exercise for you. Take out a sheet of paper and write out all the I am statements that you can think of. Take a look at them and ask yourself, are these statements that you want to continue to say about yourself? What statements would you like to be thinking about yourself? If you have I am statements that you would like to transition into more empowering statements, ask yourself when you think this thought, what actually would you like to think instead? Have I am statements on hand so that you can redirect your brain when you are thinking the old thoughts. Okay, and that wraps up the first of the weekly three episodes. I hope there was something in there that spoke to you that might help you move forward in some area of your life. If you have any questions or if you just had a comment about one of the points that we made today, I'd love to hear from you. Just message me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Carrie Watterson Coaching or just send me an email and that's Carrie, K-A-R-I at CarrieWatterson.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember at the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live it? How do you want to show up? Let's think about it and then let's get to work. Coaching isn't just for athletes or for select people. It's for anyone who wants support while doing the work to grow. Hi, I'm Life and Mindset Coach Carrie Watterson. If you've ever wondered what it would be like to work with a coach, I invite you to sign up for a free 90-minute deep dive coaching call with me so you can experience firsthand how working on your mindset will forever change your life. If what you've been doing so far hasn't been working, let's talk. I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for three to six months. I help you see where your thoughts are tripping you up and keeping you from the life that you want. Go to CarrieWaterson.com or email me at Carrie at CarrieWaterson.com to book your free call this week. If you're not following me on Instagram, that's where I regularly share tips tools, and resources on all things mindset and mindfulness. My Instagram is at Carrie Watterson Coaching. That's at K-A-R-I-W-A-T-T-E-R-S-O-N Coaching. At the end of the day, we have one life. How do you want to live yours? Think about it and then let's get to work. <music>